drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo. Touchdown to Cornelius, Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Cornelius. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. D. Troy Kool-Aid, what's going on, everybody? Friday, I mean, I was going to see how long I could do that, but I almost passed out. So uh, trying to give you guys a little something off the top here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, have a little fun. But it's Friday, man, and we got... We got some Lions topics to talk about. Grifka said he's got some questions he wants to fire at me. I'm I'm sure he's going to sabotage me on at least a couple of them. But uh, Grifka, it's Friday. You're here. We're talking Lions football. What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, you know how it is here in the wintertime in Michigan. It's about time. And old man winter shows up again, man. We get a couple more inches of snow. I mean, so that means probably, what, you know, five, ten days from now, we'll all melt away and be 40s again. You know, so, gosh, I you know, just messes me up. I, I totally wish, you know, old man winter would make up his mind. Either show up and stay for a little bit or, um, you know, you know, leave us alone and just let us go right in the spring. But either way, you know, TGIF. Grifka, how, how much time do you spend on on the week checking the weather report? I'm just curious. Um. This is the daily, uh, you know how to use the weather app on your phone. Are you actually watching? Is there still even a weather channel? I don't even know. No, I don't watch weather channel. I just usually watch the morning news, you know, before I go before I go into work. And anyway, check out the check out the weather girls there. <laughs> oh man. Well you do the service for the people on the show every Friday. You help them know what's coming and know what's going on weather wise. You also greet them with your favorite acronym. Grifka, as I often do here on Friday, I'm turning it over. I'm handing the football off to you, and I'm saying, what the heck are we talking about here on a Friday in regards to the Detroit Lions? I am, I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. Let's do this. Well, okay, man. Well, you, like I just said, old man winter, you know, old man winter, you know, finally showed up again. You know, so it's a little chilly out there, and it's going to be cold again tonight. So, you know, once again, it is the offseason, officially the offseason. No football is happening. Well, at least NFL. You know, we all know the XFL is starting. But um, I was going to really Hold watch on. that anyways. So I got to help you with that one, Griff Cook, with my – you know, I, I got a few voices I do on the show. And okay. one of them is by this guy named Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's got a pretty unique walk when he, uh, when he walks around town. But he would say it something like this. Griff guy heard something to the effect that this weekend kicks off the XFL. Okay, go ahead. Okay, exactly. So, um, well, like I said, it's it's the off season for the NFL. So here comes the patented uh, Kelvin Johnson, uh, you know, uh, you know, article, and uh, he, he seems oh, yeah, to be yeah, chirping yeah. a little bit about Detroit. And you know, you know me, I am a huge Kelvin Johnson fan. Always liked him. You know, he signed my helmet for me. You know, and I didn't get a chance to shake his hand because he was already great, but. Uh, you know, even it's to the point now, it's like, even I'm getting tired of it. And it's just like one of those things like, okay, man, you know, just, yeah, I realize you're the jilted lover and all, but you know, you know, cut it out, man. Okay. You know, uh, 
I just want to know, since it's so chilly out, I just want to, I just want to know how you feel about this. Are you tired about hearing about this too? Um, you know, do you just want you want you want to cut it out. You want Dave Burkett, your boy, to tell him just to be quiet. Grifka, is this a real question? Are you really doing this to me right now? Oh yeah, because you know, I, I know you, I know you're probably sitting you know, there a little cold, and this is going to get your blood up. <laughs> oh, okay, so. <laughs> Grifka, you, you mentioned um, you mentioned a, a certain DB in your in your initial question there, which you know that's that's basically almost banned from the show nowadays. First of all, I know the annual meeting is coming up with the DB, um, a, a nice sit down puff piece um, interview type is going to occur at some point during this off season. You also mentioned um, a quitter, Grifka, and and we're not quitters here on the show. Uh, you, you bring him up from time to time. You talk about him maybe not signing my football and that being the reason for my angst against this player. But uh, y- you know what it is, Grifka. Like Calvin Johnson, when we signed him, was a freaking phenomenon, and we didn't use him. Then we started to use him, and I kept saying, get him the football. This is the top player we have. And then he started going into the quitter Calvin mode, which was, oh, my hands, my fingers. Oh, I can only practice one day a month, if that, you know. But, oh, but pay me 20-plus million dollars from the wide receiver position. So that's why I got a big issue with this guy. And, again, I say it every time you bring him up. I was the one of the few guys that was sitting here super happy when he walked away. I was, I was counting that money. I was asking for more than uh, – you know, Rod Wood asked for back. If you're not going to play, let, let's get a refund. I was the guy putting that money towards all these players like Bob Quinn and others did at that point to sort of replenish and get our team headed in a different direction. So what was your question about Calvin Johnson? Now that I've set the table, I can't even remember. Are you, are you, are you just kind of tired of hearing about this? You know, oh, do you okay. just want him to like cut it out and like almost kind of <laughs> yeah. go away? Every other day, it's something with this guy. Like he takes shots every time in the media. What what did he show up to recently? Was it the Super Bowl or he's always some random place? And then he's got to like he's got to knock the Detroit Lions. Like just go away. Like I, is the two million dollars that we took back from you really this huge issue? I mean, gosh, just I would almost want him to just go play for another team so he just wouldn't talk about our team as much anymore. Like. Like I'm sure Jacksonville could have you run a couple nine routes if that's going to make you happy. If you need to get your refund and get a couple milli, I mean, I know you got some quote unquote businesses you're working on, but get out of here with that. I thought your question, Griff, because all this talk about not only the Hall of Fame but also, you know, when are the Lions going to make up with him? When's he going to be back in the fold? I mean. Are there really people that are sitting there like totally missing this guy? I mean, I know for his whole career he didn't say anything and he was just a quiet football player, but I mean, are people really clamored? Do they do they miss that he's not out there in the ceremonial jersey? I mean, what do they think he would be out there, you know, just kissing babies and uh, hugging uh, you know, hugging women. No, he'd just be sitting there quiet as a mouse doing nothing like he did when he was here. The only reason people loved him is when he was catching touchdowns and making big football plays. So yeah, just please go away. DB, please don't, don't make us suffer through your annual uh, fireside chats with Calvin Johnson. Hey, Calvin Johnson, I hope they make you sit there for another five plus years. Um, 
and wait for the Hall of Fame if you get there, because people don't just hang them up uh, all of a sudden and then get put in at, at first blush. Like, I hope you have to wait uh, a little bit longer, because, again, I was glad we could move on, but also, like, I mean, you did your team a disservice. You did the city a disservice at the end. Like, sure, you were a good Boy Scout there for the first, you know, handful of seasons. But towards the back half, it was more trouble than good. And now all we got to do is have the Detroit Lions get beat up left, right, and center by every time you get a microphone. Come on, man. You're you're better than that. Or as I often tell um, certain people on Twitter, at least I thought you were. Come on, man. Like, you got to do better. You got to just not talk bad about us. We don't say anything about you. I mean, I, I just don't get what his big issue is other than this little money, which should be a drop in the bucket for this guy. So I know a lot of people, there are some Calvin fans and people wonder why I have this take, why I have this feeling. It's just, it's more so because I feel like he just quit on the franchise and is, is, you know, quite, clamoring about nothing and then taking pot shots for no reason. It'd be one thing if like we were coming back and saying stuff or even former players were sick of it. Like you are now, but nothing, nothing we say. It's just like, he's got to say how bad the franchise was and all why they take my money. And, you know, I don't know if I ever want to return for the team. It's like, okay, we get it. You know, I'm sure you're not thankful for that. Like hundred some million dollars that they paid you over what, seven, eight seasons that you actually put on a helmet. <sighs> Grifka, that's all I got. What else you got to talk about? Just a quick follow-up question to that. So uh, you, you do believe Calvin Johnson eventually will get into the Hall of Fame, though, correct? I guess so. I mean, it's for all the stat people that just say, oh, look at his numbers. Okay, well, did he ever win us anything big? Did he ever, like, actually, you know, put his heart and soul on the line towards the end of his career? No, he's a wide receiver that made some plays, put up some numbers, some empty numbers, and then literally quit on our team. I mean, for for the only reasons was what my hands were beat up. I was tired. I didn't want to I didn't want to deal with the grind anymore. Come on, man. That doesn't sound like a Hall of Famer type attitude. Now, when you look at at his, the peak of his career and his numbers in general, yeah, sure, that's Hall of Fame. But like I say, I almost feel like if you sort of somewhat cheat the game, as I feel he did towards the end, you should have to wait a little bit. But I'm sure he'll probably go first ballot because Hall of Fame, it's either the media loves you or your numbers are undeniable. And I think at least one of those are true. And two of those are true for one person, at least, I know. And I don't even know if he has a Hall of Fame vote. But, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, Kelvin Johnson, I feel, is a Hall of Famer. I don't believe he's a first ballot. Might be one of those guys like, you know, Terrell Owens, make him wait, you know, a few years, you know, third, fourth year, or something like that. Then he gets in. Um, He's not going to be one of those guys that's going to be like, 80 years old and he finally gets voted in by some veterans veterans committee though he'll be there before that but uh you know i feel you i mean that's one of those things i wish he would have you know been around a couple more years you know three you know two three more years but uh you know yeah i guess it is what it is at this point like i said i'm you know just to piggyback i you know we get we got your point calvin you know we don't need to hear it you know anymore you know just like you said, you're better than that. Let's uh, let's just keep it that and way. So, real quick though, like I guess I want to sum it up with this. Like I know I go on rants for entertainment value and just have some fun here on the show, but to me, it's it's nothing personal with the guy. Like you know, I I I just try to have fun with it. I, I do. I am sort of hurt 
from a fan perspective because when I, I just don't like when, when, when people walk away. I mean, I wasn't a diehard when Barry did it, but I'm not a fan of that. Like, I'm not a fan, especially when you are still got not only years to play, but everybody fights through injuries. Same reason I came on here and did a 10-minute rant about Andrew Luck quitting on his other football players because, oh, he was sore. He, he didn't want to play anymore. Like, I mean, you can do that when you're in your back end of your 30s, but don't do that in like your late, mid-20s, end of your 20s and act like, you know, that you're not cheating these other guys that are busting their tail every day. So to me, it's just more of like coming from the, I'm a diehard Lions fan, not a Calvin Johnson fan or a Matt Stafford fan or like, I love the Detroit Lions. I want to see them do well, whoever has the jersey on. So that's kind of where my takes come from when it comes to him. Is like, dude, it's not about you anymore. You know, you left the game. It's not about, um, you know, the different things you did or the things they did to you. It's about the team, the organization, and at least for me it is. So I just don't want it to come off totally personal, even though I have fun joking around and coming at him here on the show. It's more about I want him and I want – other people to respect the team as well as I want this team to win and don't care who is in the jerseys, to be honest. Yep. That's a good take, man. I'm, you know, and, uh, I know your blood got up there a couple minutes, but you, uh, you know, you were able to uh, keep it in check there. So let's do this. Uh, let's take a break for a pause for our sponsors, make sure uh, your uh, blood pressure is completely back down to where it should be. And then we, we don't have to get the paddles out and when, when you're having a heart attack here. So uh, let's do that. All right, everybody, we'll take a quick break. Please listen to our sponsors. Please visit uh, Spotify, Anchor Podcasts. Uh, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everybody, back after the break. Uh, Grifka's got more stuff to throw at me, and I may have a few curveballs for him. Oh, oh man, did I just say curveballs on the show? I'm going to have to edit that out later. Grifka, I, I might have a couple option passes or a couple deep bombs for you. We'll see what happens here on the show. Grifka, what's going on? Um, I want to do this. Uh, I want to start off with this. Uh, it, it's not indirectly deals with the lines, but I just want to get your thoughts on this. Um, next year, it's already been announced that the Jacksonville Jaguars – are going to play uh, two games over in London on back-to-back weekends. And uh, the rumor is one of the games could be the Detroit Lions. Um, my question to you is, do you like it when the Lions play overseas like that? you like it when they uh, go over to London? I know sometimes the game starts at 1 o'clock, and sometimes they start like at 9.30. Um, is that something you're a big fan of? Um, so here's the thing. A couple of years ago when they – Gosh, when they got blown out by the Chiefs, I was supposed to go over there. I have actually some 
um, family that lives over there, as well as some of um, my prior work connections that actually help out with that game from an um, event operation standpoint were over there. So I was all set to go over. And then late in the game, I think it was work and a couple of things came up and I sort of had to bail. I didn't have everything bought and paid for, you know, but I was definitely heading that way. Didn't go. Lions got their tails kicked like 40 to three or something ridiculous like that. I think I recall. And I was like, man, thank goodness I wasn't there. I would have, even though it'd be fun to tour around the city, I can do that some other time. Like I just would have been bummed how my team performed. And then a couple years prior, I was actually helping out with a youth camp and that's when they played Atlanta. Remember that crazy comeback they had there where like they were down 18 points or something late in the game to come back and end up winning it with a field goal. I think it was at the buzzer, you know, it was just one of those crazy mid season wins that really put us over the top. So kind of some good Lions memories. So I, I don't mind it when they go over there. I, I mean, if I'm the organization, the head coach, whatever, I'm definitely would like to not go. I mean, once every, you know, once, is one thing, but you know, it definitely interrupts your season and it's kind of a nuisance more so than anything. I, as a fan, I love watching the games when they would put them on at nine. So you get a nine o'clock, you get a little pregame, you get the one, the four, this, you know, eight o'clock on a sun is just all day football. Like to me, that was awesome. I think they actually scaled that back. I felt like this year they weren't doing the nines as much anymore. It was a lot of, you know, one o'clock. I think they had one that started really early watching James Winston throw like five or six picks at nine in the morning, one of these Sundays this season. But, um, I mean, I, I think it's okay to promote the game. I think it's okay that the Jaguars have kind of taken that as their thing, but overall I'm not like enthralled other than if I can get them nine o'clock and if my lions can go over there and get a dub ski, you know, maybe go over there and play a, a team where it's their home game. And we go there and it doesn't feel like a road atmosphere and, you know, one of these big stadiums. I'm all for that. Get a win, come back, you know, love that. Yeah, that's one of those things like I don't mind when they go over there as a fan. Like you said, um, the uh, that, that when they do the nine o'clock start, that, that's, that's pretty cool, actually. Like you wake up, it's like, oh, man, the game's going to be on here pretty soon as opposed to like waiting until like one o'clock. So, you know, so it is pretty neat to see. That would definitely be something like I, I would love to bucket list. I think that would be so fun going over there to watch a game. Um, I know they always show like all the fans. They wear whatever, you know, jersey they can find. And it's, it always seems like a raucous crowd over there, you know, no matter who's playing. So I think that would be just be a blast just to go over there and, you know, watch the Lions play a game. That would definitely be something. And I know, uh, you know, just from hearing people that have traveled over to London, I mean, it's it's not a cheap city to go to. Most, you know, international cities are not cheap to go to. But still, that would be something that, you know, it's like uh, you go to the bank and ask for a loan, <laughs> take out a small loan. Well, what are you going to do with this money? Um, I plan on going to London and see the Lions play. <laughs> I think it's like, right. yeah, loan, loan denied, you know, but still, that would be pretty cool to see um, something to do like that. And, uh, and you know, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I, I think um, I think maybe at first, you know, um, a team, you know, GM may find it, you know, like, oh, this might be neat, but. After a while, it's just like, okay, you know, that's something that, you know, really just really messes with, you know, the way an NFL schedule works for the team and their practice time and stuff like that. And uh, um, just a minute, I, do you have the conspiracy music here really quick? Because I want you to throw it on for this because this, this leads into something really quick. Just a note I, I saw today upon reading upon reading this. and you know, Do I have the conspiracy music? Are you kidding me? Yes. Just tell me when, Grifka. 
right now because I have a question for you. Do you know there's one team that has never played an international game? And can you name that team? Uh, that's probably one of two teams. I would think it'd have to be either the Pittsburgh Steelers or more so the Dallas Cowboys. Nope. Dallas has played Dallas has played international games. It's like really? I'm not talking just London, you know, Mexico as well, but there's one team that has never Green played Bay. the Green Bay Packers. Can you believe that? Can you? I mean, this is just like, are you kidding me? When I read that, I'm like, of course this crap is rigged. I mean, wouldn't we draw? Everybody's like, they're like probably one of the most well-known teams, like either right up there with the, with the Green Bay, you know, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys. People know those teams. Are you going to tell me, oh, it's like the NFL's like, they're not going to put one of their like best, te- you know, most well-known teams overseas or in Mexico? Oh, no, you guys can just keep playing in Lambos. You guys can keep on getting the calls. Because I think even like, even the fans down in Mexico City or over in London would notice this like, you know, isn't that pass interference? What, what do you mean? A penalty on the team on that? And they watch Yo, no like, P.I.? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when I read that, I'm just like, yeah, like this crap ain't rigged. Like they're never going to send Green Bay like out of like the out of the continent of the United States. Because what, like nobody's ever heard of the city of Green Bay? Well, nobody knows where Green Bay is outside of, you know, the United States. So they're not going to watch them. Give me a break. Send their butt overseas once. You know, I'm sure like Aaron Rodgers probably, oh, I can't go over there because, you know, I might have to shave my mustache or something like that. Or, you know, whatever. I mean, either send him down to, Me- fine, send him down to Mexico City and wake him play on a Monday night for Pete's sake. Fine. If you want to do that to keep him in the relatively same time zone for everybody, but everybody else goes over to London and plays. You know, everybody else goes to see that city. But no, not Green Bay. Oh, yeah, we got to keep Green Bay in the United States. Everybody's got to watch that at 1 or 4 or, you know, 9 o'clock. Yeah, whatever. That's the biggest crack of crap I've ever seen, man. When I read that, I'm just like, yeah, like this freaking league isn't rigged. Whatever. Give me a break. Screw oh, you, Rodgers, you smug piece of junk. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking speaking I, of international, I, hold on, I, I come back. First of all, I need to give you a, one more extra bell for another whatever. You snuck in about three or four. Here's one more. Uh, the the other part that I thought was great about that, you said something about Aaron Rodgers having to shave his mustache. What is that? Some type of rule, Grifka? When you go to when you go to England, you can't have a mustache. Is that a rule? He probably can, but people might mistake him for like you know a porn star or something like that, and he doesn't want to you know. You know, that international, you know, thought of that he's a clean-cut American boy or something like that. I, I don't know. Maybe that's another reason why they send him over. I, I don't know. You know what would be great is, like, not only have they not been there, but, like, they not only need to send the smug, annoying Green Bay Packers over to London – they need to make it a home game. That way those people in Green Bay get a get a, a game in Lambo taken away. It can't be some road game against the Jaguars where they don't care anyway. And and like you say, oh, they can't do that because the, the people own the team. It's like, come on with that. Like you say, it's such an advantage and they, they don't ever acknowledge it that these guys like not only do they get all the primetime games in their house most of the time. They don't get sent on these big trips. Like, what was it last year? Some team didn't play at home for, like, five or six weeks because they had to take this rodeo tour circus machine all over the different countries and, you know, coast-to-coast trips. Green Bay's just sitting there in their home having, you know, this perfectly 
schedule. Like it is ridiculous. Like I give you crap because I think it's funny that <clears throat> you not only have the music and I killed your music. Cause I thought you were going to end on, give me a break, which is another <laughs> great, that's a Grifka bell all day, every day. But yeah, give me a freaking break, man. Like send these guys on the same stupid trips. You send everybody else on. They're supposed to be the most storied franchise and oh, just have all this history. Yeah. Send those, send them over to those blokes over there in the, in London and let them watch the cheese heads. They'll be like, what do these moron Americans have mozzarella on their head for? What a bunch of idiots. (laughs) Like, like (laughs) that's, that's what they need to do for sure. That's a good pull by you. And that needs to happen. Hey, Roger Goodell, do us all a freaking favor and send mozzarella, Swiss, Gorgonzola, all those other jabrones over to London and keep them there for all we care. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> next question here really quick. Speaking of international teams, there's always that talk, you know, like they're going to, you know, oh, they're trying to expand and put a team over in London. Do, do you actually think like a team, if one was to move there, say Jacksonville, would actually take? Do you think like, you know, I know at first the fans would probably love it, but I mean, Jacksonville, they have they had like one good up year and then they're down for a number of years and, and still like, you know, winning draws fans. And another thing is, so you think a team could take there, you know, and like would, would make it work or and then would you think they'd be able to draw free agents? I mean, I realize draft, you get drafted, you go there, but you think they'd be able to draw free agents overseas? Grifka, you're basically asking me, do I think the NFL can have a team in London long or full time? And and instead of me answering, I mean, maybe I should just let this guy do it for me because this is what I think that would be. It's a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> like, thank you, Pac-Man, one of, the, one of the wisest men of all time with that quote, like, they do. They put these games over there and they keep talking. What is this? What are we going on like a decade now with this talk about? Oh, yep. One day there'll be a team in London. I mean, Roger Goodell, he has this vision. Yeah, I have a vision too that after season two, no one's going to give a crap. No one's going to care. Um, no one's like you. There's no way you work out that travel, as you said. Okay, I'm sure some players like love London to go visit, but you think they really want to live over there? I mean, yeah, you're going to need a select few. You're not going to get a majority. You're never going to be able to compete from that perspective as well as like, good luck figuring out the travel and all the logistics with that. Like it just, to me, it makes no sense. It's totally fine the way they have it now play a couple token games over there. I wouldn't even mind if they go back to, Hey, just, just play a, just play a preseason or take the pro bowl over there. Every once in a while, they get a look at uh, American football. Congratulations. But, um, you know, I, I think it's such a gimmick. I really have not been a huge fan. I mean, other than like you say, if our team is there and we were able to take a trip, you know, it would be fun. But other than that, it just doesn't make any sense on any level. And, I just don't see the appeal anyway. Like we're never, they're never going to be their top sport over there. Like, okay. There's people that are somewhat enjoy American football. Like it's, it's never going to be like it is here in the States. Just like everybody always tried to remember when we were coming up in school. Oh man, soccer is going to be the biggest sport ever um, on the come up. Like it's exactly what it's always been. Like some people love it. The majority of people are just like, ah, whatever, you know, don't they play that over in Europe and Brazil and all that. I mean, it's not our sport. It's not anything that we crave here in the States, just like them. They just go for a token visit and some diehards over there. But to me, not enough to, to support a franchise or to 
to figure it out from an NFL competitive perspective. I mean, you want to talk about not being able to compete. I mean, Green Bay would probably have multiple games against the uh, London team every year, you know, just so they could get the leg up because that team's not going to be able to do it from a travel, an acquisition, or even just a, gosh, I don't even know, just a, a game planning standpoint. I don't know how you do it when you're just over there. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, could you imagine that team when it came up to like how they always like rotate the schedule? You know, you're in London and you get stuck playing like the NFC West or the AFC West. You know, that's like your crossover. I mean, you got to make two trips, you know, from London out to like, you know, San Francisco or Seattle. Yeah, good luck with that. That, that, (laughs) Grifka, that would be your new gimmick. It would be London team going west, automatic loss. Never won. Do that up right now. <laughs> Never won. Well, yeah, you we're talking. We're, yeah, we're not talking East Coast team going west. We're talking like Greenwich Mean Time team going west. Okay, I mean that's just like <laughs> right. Why well, even? Listen, still, why even roll five hours ahead time. of us? Could you imagine an eight-hour play? An eight-hour time gap? It's just like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, oh, I, I could almost yeah. see a team like in Mexico City before I could see one in London. You know, just, I mean, in the, I think they would be able to maybe draw free agents simply because, I mean, it's still relatively the same time zones and, you know, it's closer. I mean, so same hemisphere, but still, I, I even that, I would have a hard time finding a, a, a team stick, you know, um, yeah, because you're right. I, it's not even there. You know, American football is not even there number one sport down there is still, you know, soccer. So Grifka, know, I want to do a real baseball as well. So what's that? Grifka, you're getting very willy nilly about mentioning the sport. We shall not speak of that's multiple shows. Now you're pushing your luck. I got to say it, but before you move on, I want to do one quick one. Cue the music. Grifka, you know what the real conspiracy is, is that they've been playing these joke football games over there and every year they're just throwing the carrot out of oh, maybe we'll have a franchise or something like i said what are you gonna do that for two decades uh 50 years before you actually either do it or don't do it like that's the biggest conspiracy ever is roger goodell just hey let's just tell them for 30 years <laughs> that maybe we'll have a team over there and just take their money two three times a year with these token games and that'll be good enough. And then they all of a sudden, 30 years, ah, nah, never mind. <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want a team over here. Like, that's what's going down right there, NFL, with a total okey-doke on the old Euros. Yeah. Plus, besides <laughs> besides going to a Detroit Lions game, I know you're always guaranteed to see a Miami Dolphins jersey over at a London game, just like you're always oh. guaranteed to see Miami Dolphins jersey at a Detroit Lions game. <laughs> Dan Marino, all day <laughs> yeah. every Aqua. It's always the aqua. Too. It's never the white. It's never any of the alternates. It's the aqua. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, that's that's enough on the international talk. We are now, you know, international, you know, flavored on this one. Um, I just got one other quick question for you. I mean, you know, and I, I know we're coming up to the draft. It's your favorite time of year. Um, my question is, it seems like right now the default pick, you know, I've seen like ninety five. You know, percent of like the you know mock drafts right now. It looks like without any trades, of course. It seems like everybody's picking you know Jeff Okuda, the cornerback out of Ohio State, for us. I mean, is this something? I mean, you think that might change? You know, once you know pro days are done and you know somebody always jumps up, or um, you think this one? It seems like right now it's just automatically slotted for us. 
Grifka, I believe your question is, will this change? Grifka, is that a real question, really? Come on now. You, you, you've been around the, the, the show long enough. Like, I should have spent more time on this topic had I known you were going to throw it at me than ranting and raving about Calvin and Euro football. But this is this is how it works, Grifka. We're, we're two-plus months away from the draft. You hear the same names over and over. I, I actually laugh hard, like, the, the few times I turn on 97-1. Because they just mention the same people. I mean, every year, like the Carson Anderson, they want they want the best linebacker, and then and then you you get into these mock drafts. You see the same three four names, and you see the same type of runaround. And when the draft comes, it never goes down like that. You know, not only with early or the Lions picks, but the first multiple rounds are just craziness you know we have no gauge on what nfl teams really think so you know me you other people we all fall into this hey it's okuda it's Derek brown it's um it's simmons and it's like i would not be shocked if it's none of those people you know lots of talk about tua and everybody's just throwing that out the window like i i don't i don't think that's totally off the board as well as don't be surprised if the Lions or, I don't know, five or ten other teams pick somebody and you're like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it happens every freaking year, yet every time mocks and everything come out, people just go with chalk. They just grab somebody's rankings and they're like, all right, let me let me slot the top 30 to 40 players in the top round slot and put them at different teams with those needs. Like, it's not that easy. Like, people just, oh, let me look at the needs and give them a linebacker. Oh, I'll give the Lions a corner because they need a corner. Like, no, it's, it's, it's not how it happens. And that's why I kind of like, I've seen a few that are just getting outside the box with some of these players. Like you got him in the first round and it's like, that's people's reactions. And my reaction is always, Ooh, they got him in the first round. Like that's mental note because you know, the people that really know what they're doing or have the off the board picks are the people that are usually right. You know, they either know something we don't know, or they're thinking multiple levels deep instead of the same old, same old. So you know, people can mock Okuda and all these people, but I mean, I've been on record multiple times. I do feel like this is the year the trade down will occur. I've heard lots of reports recently. We didn't get into it on the Wednesday or maybe don't have time totally here, but let me throw one back at you. Like you've been hearing all this stuff about like legit reporters saying they are hearing like national buzz about a Matthew Stafford trade. I mean, let me put you on the spot right here in uh, in early February, Grifka. Can you see that happening at all? And if so, like what type of percentage you put on it right now? I guess it depends on how much in love the Lions are with one of those quarterbacks. Um, myself, I mean, I've, it just seems like Burrow will be off the board. And I like Justin Herbert more than I do Tua. So if... I I can't see it happening, though, simply because, you know, even though Martha was like, you know, oh, you guys got to, you know, this year you got to be, you know, competitive. I don't think they can rebuild with a rookie quarterback that this team, I I think the coach and the GM are working this year for their job with the Detroit Lions. So they're going to go with a known commodity more so than putting all their eggs in the basket of a rookie quarterback, you know, either to a Justin Herbert or, you know, was it love out of Utah state or something like that. So, uh, 
I mean, yeah, it can happen. I mean, but right now I'm going to put it probably something kind of low, like maybe at 30%. I think they, I think they want to stick with Stafford because they know it's like, this is their make or break here. They're not going to be able to claim, you know, you know, five win. We got a rookie quarterback type thing. And like that, that's not going to fly. See, I still think 30% is high. And I also think that, you know, I, my thing is like everybody that I see is just, it's a very, very small minority that is even considering that that could happen. And we've been on the show. We support Matt Stafford. We'd love to see him healthy and, and leading this team for the next, we know he's not going to play, you know, eight, 10 more years, but he's got at least three to five really solid seasons, I would think. So unless I'm getting a ransom for him, which again, I'm always open to value. Like if somebody's going to say, like, uh, you know, one of these teams that's looking for a quarterback is just like, hey, screw getting a rookie. Like, let's just go get Matt Stafford. And they feel like he's their guy. If they're willing to pony up, like, I'm at least willing to listen and consider it. But, you know, yeah, I know you just said Herbert over Tua. Like, I mean, I, I think people are just sleeping on, like, how good Tua is when and, and healthy as well as just what a leader he is. So my biggest thing is that, if they went off the board and went with the QB, like it would be that guy that, yeah, okay. He can throw it. He can run it. He's got the physical attributes, but it'd be that guy that you see in the league that just refuses to lose, you know, every game when like you think how are we going to get this done? He just shows up every time. And I think too, it could be that type of player. Just like, you don't even know how he does it, but he's just winning ball games left, right and center. Um, but I, I don't know. I just I guess I'm what I'm trying to say big picture is like think outside the box as well as don't get caught in these traps because like at the end of the day, if they go ahead and take a, a corner, either hopefully not at three, but if they trade down and get them, hey great, you know, that's what we somewhat expected. That's what we need. But like almost trans uh train your mind to know that they may read that card off and it may be somebody that either we hadn't talked about, like I, I won't get into it on this show, Grifka, but I want to do a big talk when we start getting closer and talking more draft uh, about Simmons. Like this guy is so versatile and such a leader and such a, uh, a chess piece. Like he's, <clears throat> excuse me. He's kind of like my target guy now, which you don't see in many mocks because you see the Akutas, the Derek Browns, even the quarterback talked about, I mean, I, I don't see Simmons as a linebacker. I see him as just a, a guy that you can play from sideline to sideline in the middle of the field. We already have guys on the back end safeties, and we already have some guys that can rush, um, and we can get rushers later. But we don't have a roamer in the middle that can cover tight ends, running backs, and can run and hit and blitz. And I think Simmons can do that. So long and short, you know, who knows who they'll pick. We'll get a better vision but you said will it change it's going to change a million times I think a lot of this trade talk even right now is um, about Stafford and others is just random hey we got to talk about something you know until we get closer I don't put a ton of stock into it and I think that you know come draft day it's going to be like every year don't don't think you got it all figured out because these GMs they think and they know a lot of different things about these players that we don't know yeah that's what uh uh, I like your take on that, but uh, like you said, it just seems at this point of year, everybody's just grabbing chalk and that's who they're going with. So 
that's how everybody's gonna like start to sleep you know go for it's like and then you know when it doesn't happen they're gonna be like why didn't we take okuda what the heck were they thinking so you know, Grifka, I, real quick i uh <laughs> i hate to do this but i'm going to and you know that i kind of love it i have to throw you under the bus for a second so you kind of failed the senior bowl quiz last week i had a little fun with my audio editing equipment to make it entertaining for the people but if Grifka has to turn in his draft card right now with the third pick, the Detroit Lions select, like, who would it be right now? And give me the reason why. Um, this is the, you know, with the re-signing of Slay and keeping him and not trading him away with a, uh, you know, sign and trade type thing. Um, I would take Derek Brown out of uh, Auburn simply because it seems like what they're going to lose in free agency and let, you know, Ashawn Robinson walk in, even though hands coming back, it seems like the defensive line's pretty thin. And uh, Derek Brown's one of those guys that uh, can be, uh, can be pretty dominant. That's as of right now though. Grifka, have you put your head around that if you go up and turn in that card for Derek Brown, passing on Tua, passing on Simmons, passing on this corner, like have have you thought through those scenarios? Like, like what if you take Derek Brown and he's a pretty good to above average defensive tackle and Tua is just what I said, a winner, a top flight quarterback. Are you still going to be okay? Because the lions have a have serviceable quarterback. You're not going to double think that down the road. Nope. Because I don't think Tua is going to be all that good and hip injuries tend to linger. So that's what I think. Okay. That's so yeah, I'm perfectly take, fine with them think- passing on Tua. Cause I like Derek Brown, but I don't know that he has dominant star potential. Like, uh, you know, I could see Okuda being a lockdown corner. I could see Simmons be the new NFL football player that everybody's looking for that can play all these positions can really be a leader of your team. And, uh, like you say, I, I want number nine to do it, but I think that, um, you know, I think if you really want to be aggressive and like say if Bob Quinn and Matt Pat are thinking big picture and not worried about the right here and now, because the the here and now might not be as rewarding as the big picture, which would be a total change, a total ransom. What if you could just get a haul for Matt Stafford? What if you could then trade down out of number three and still pick up? you know, um, either a new signal caller or wait a year and get one the final, like it could change your team for decades, you know? Yeah, so but anyway, I still think they're playing for their coaching and managing this team for this year because okay, I mean, that's it's- what everybody thinks. That's the stock answer. I'm telling you, what if Bob Quinn and these guys have a bigger vision that they've been working on for two years? Th- they don't have that collateral. They don't have that collateral. They don't, they don't have that. That's all used. That's all used up, and we, you know, we can talk about this on another show just so we don't run really, really long, and I wouldn't mind having that, but I just think that collateral's all gone. It, it really is. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I took it from a different perspective because I, I want you and other people to not think that way and not think that same old, same old, because it, it could be that, but it could be a much bigger game plan than any of us are willing to wrap our heads around, and same with the pick. They could they could trade down once or twice and pick a guy that's we haven't talked about once throughout the process, you know. But doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. It doesn't mean that it'd be a wrong. It just mean it might mean it's a lot different than the same old same old that you'll see from now until probably you know late March, early April. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know we'll have uh, plenty of conversations on that. But uh, 
Okay. Um, you, think, you think we're getting a few arguments this uh, draft season, Grifka? Yeah, probably just a couple. Um, <laughs> you've, been, you've been doing that homework. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I, I got the Cliff yeah, Notes yeah. version. I got the Cliff Notes <laughs> version. Oh, man. Good stuff. So, um, we good? You got anything else? I know you said you're going to close it up, I think, huh? Um, just one more thing, you know, before the official close. If anybody wants to, you know, disagree with us on anything that we talked about this week or in the future, please give us a call at 989-272-3484. Once again, that's 979-272-3484. Or once again, you can hit us up on Twitter. You know, I'm at, uh, at Grifka DKC, and that's, uh, you know, what at Derek Oakry. I don't think you have anything after yours, like Derek Oakery now number one or something like that, or Derek Oakery rules oh, or anything like that, right? You haven't changed your Twitter oh, handle? No, no just straight up. I, I don't have a, a cool handle like you, Griff, but just uh, the straight up name. I mean, I, I got to say, I'm always making more noise, putting out mocks. I I have to get in an argument with you every once in a while just because I wake you up. So you actually will, will tweet something or interact with the people. So I got to rile you up, but nope, just at Derek Oakry. Uh, you did fumble up the number the second time, not nine, seven, nine. We don't want people calling somebody random house and saying, what up Kool-Aid cast. Uh, <laughs> you got to hit up that number nine, eight, nine, two, seven, two, Kevin Smith, Herman Moore. <laughs> that's thirty. That's that's thirty four eighty four people. There, sorry about that. I bet. <laughs> no doubt. So, with all that being said, Grifco, we we do it every single week. I mean, to me, it doesn't get uh, better. It can't get better. It's it's the it's the way we got to end the show. The people want it. I mean, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. <laughs> Grifka said it all, everybody. We've said it all for this week. That's our Friday show. We'll get up out of here. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Football's over. The Super Bowl's over. We're into the offseason. We're going to be talking about free agency, draft, combine, rebuilding the team. Before you know it, uh, training camp will be here. It's going to be a great offseason. Stick with us right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast because we know you guys love to do this. Drink it in, man. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in.